0: Welcome to Accounting High. What's up, Nick? Hey, Scott.
1: So, I think I'm Scotty in 2023.
0: That's your new name, new alter ego.
1: It's my alter ego. uh, That's what I've entered. Like, that's a more mature rap name than Little Toddler. This is legit, like a commercial right now. Like the way that the sun is coming down, the way you got your sunglasses on. Like this should be filmed. We should be. What are we? What are we selling?
0: What are we selling? Expensive. Okay, you got updates for me. That was a hint. Expensive.
1: That's what you're selling. A Dior commercial. Like you're selling a fragrance. The Expensive <laughs> fragrance. Be you. Save the world. Break the rules. There are no rules. Something
0: about that's the rule.
1: That's the phrase. That's the quote for the perfume commercial. There are no
0: rules. Only consequences. Yes.
1: Only consequences. That's. Oh, a I like that. That's by. edgy.
0: That's a, that. Actually, be a really good perfume commercial.
1: Hell yeah! So we just created the, manifested the expensive perfume. It's probably going to smell good. If they made a perfume, you know it <laughs> would smell good. Yeah, we'll, we'll prize our listeners with the expensive perfume when it comes out. So. Mackenzie and Scott Sgarano. We're
2: gonna have a problem here.
1: AppStream, simple tasks rule everything around me. What do you? So, what do you think about automating stuff at your firm? I mean, you you have a very small client base, but what kind of useful? automations could you possibly have what could you come up and think of cuz i know they've already asked you yeah this. At
0: that time it's and funny i've been uh, let's see we hired a virtual assistant about a month ago and ashley's been working with him on some of the repetitive things that she does particularly around onboarding sales and onboarding and she was out for a week so
1: There's a lot of onboarding tools that they can do. Yeah. So when I first spoke
0: to them, I was like, yeah, I can't really think of anything that we would need where we have like a high volume of something that happens a lot because we have a low volume of clients. But it was funny because when I was when she she was out for a week, so I was just checking on Luis to see if he needed he was stuck anywhere to help him moving forward. And I forgot about all the things you have to do when you onboard a new client. And now we've got teamwork or task management system actually fully up and running. And so there's like all these different, like between setting up the folders and moving things around and then setting up all of the milestones and teamwork. So they're actually, I could see like if you were a high volume firm and you were onboarding multiple clients per month, it would be super valuable. Cause I know one of the things that he talked about was setting up the folders and you can also trigger things in your task management system to get set up when you onboard new clients. And then also I think if you're Doing tax returns, there's probably a lot more paperwork and admin stuff that you have to do more so than what we, what we have to do, which is more around getting like bank access, stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So for us, I didn't even know what we could automate. It was like, Oh, like I had no idea. And even in the beginning, like Chris and Matthew couldn't really think of anything either, but we have a lot of automations in place already. Like Almost everything works on its own when it comes to sales. Like the whole sales process is pretty much automated for any of the small remedial tasks. Like it comes into HubSpot. I've I've talked about this in other prior episodes. None none of that's changed. You know, pushes from HubSpot to practice ignition. Ignition pushes things to zero and carbon to create the work items. All of that stuff is like all the manual tasks that we'd have to do to take on a new client. Most of the onboarding and the sales process is all automated. already. So I was like, what else is there? You know, like, as far as remedial tasks, like, maybe there's some magic tricks you could do with the bookkeeping and stuff. But otherwise, like, I can't think of anything. When I say magic tricks, I mean, like, is there a way to further automate what we're already doing? Like, we, we've gotten pretty far down the, like, now it just takes a human eye to review stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, the but bulk of our time is spent really on the delivery.
1: So. so then I thought, what are some of the other things? What gives us more visibility across the firm? What are some of the communication barriers? And it's like texting, right? So clients text on Dialpad and Dialpad is not in Carbon. So then I was like, and actually I think it's something that I've been wanting forever. I wanted Carbon to integrate with Dialpad. You know, why can't we do that? Why can't we just get that in there if they can get the Gmail stuff in there, right? It should be simple. Well, no movement on that on their end. Even if it was like, Maybe if you get Gmail emails, why can't you get G chat? Maybe we can chat with people or Google voice, right? No, can't do that. Just did the um, the little AppStream shout out. I think they did great. Like they, what they did and what they said they were gonna do from the time I wrote my first rap to now, I know this because I was in Mexico when they called me about AppStream with the idea. And I said, I think it's a great idea. I think that y'all, y'all, you know, you they've got the reach to be able to do this for a lot of people and help a lot of people that don't know how to fix their workflows. There's a lot of firms that just need this help. Like for us, we are scraping the bottom of the barrel to figure out what to automate. Right. Like we're coming up with some cool stuff, but there's a lot of people that don't have any, like they're, they're doing a lot of manual things that they don't know that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I wonder so. if they
0: ever run any any issues with that being somebody's job like an admin or something? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's worth for them to just help and yeah. look because these guys have a pretty good perspective on other firms. They've talked to a lot of firms. They've worked with a lot of firms and they're, um, I, I think it's a good I service. think
0: so too. And I think the, I like, the more they work with firms, they're going to start noticing patterns of the same issues that they've solved. And then they can be like, here are the top three things that we do. So it's going to be a lot more. Seem seems like right now they're more in the discovery phase of understanding what where people are spending the time and also probably what tools people are using because it probably gets a little bit challenging when you have... I guess that's that's the whole point of what their service is, though, is that it's supposed to be tool agnostic so they can connect any type of tools together. Um, but I'll, I'll be, it'll be For interesting sure. to see how that evolves and, and where it goes because um, they're, they're smart guys, so I think they're doing some cool stuff over there.
1: For sure. I think we're privileged to know them and to be pals with them, right? So, yeah, we're going into staffing and that's an issue in the industry altogether. and i'm getting like i'm getting some hate on twitter recently
0: i'm not on twitter so i don't know i can't see what's happening it was
1: a soft it was soft hate it was Uh softballs but it was still like some some women were gonna pounce on me some of these twitter ladies were they were ready to jump on me pretty quickly so I thought, oh, maybe I should talk about my numbers. I have good numbers this year, and this is when I still thought I only had five hundred. I, th- I thought I only made about five hundred this year, so that's what I was pushing on Twitter, right? And so uh, Paul, Paul Seaton, who I met yeah. with today, yeah, awesome yeah. guy, dude, impressed the hell out of me. Oh man, he's so <laughs> cool. We could talk about him later. See? He's going to be on. Shout out to Paul Seaton, yeah, Mister Paul. So I was going to say Seaton Hall because it rhymes. Like there's Seaton Hall, of the school, and then Paul Seaton, Paul. So um, that rhymes. I can give him a shout out one day in a rap. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Yeah. I'm talking about my numbers and it got some engagement. I got a bunch of new followers lately because, and I thought probably because I'm talking about my numbers, right? My follower count went up faster on its own without me tweeting because it's like those tweets hang out out there. Cause he gets a ton of engagement. Like the stuff that he says is just like, it blows up. He's doing great on Twitter.
0: Oh, okay. oh. nice. Okay.
1: So in the tweet, I said, this wasn't Paul's, it was somebody else's, but it was like, okay, I guess that'll work. He, he said how many his headcount grew over the past three years. So I replied with, here's how much my headcount shrunk, but grew in the Philippines, but I paired it with owner's take yeah. right? So I wasn't making much money. Like, so over the past, let's see. Well, I, I say that, but like, so, uh, so yeah, so back to, back to the topic at hand, how do we hire? Hiring is not easy. Right now, I'm making too much money (laughs) right now. I need to start paying my people more because I had somebody Mm. leave. Right. So not because of this, like he was already like we already knew his shelf life was about three years because he was going to want to take over his dad's firm. And that's what he's doing. So moved back to Ohio recently and he didn't implicitly say that he was going to go and work for his dad, but we knew as much. He moved down here didn't work down here. He went back home and his dad has a firm. His dad looking for him to buy take over the firm soon anyway. So then he ended up doing that. He gave us plenty of notice. We had a good runway for it. I thank him for everything he did for us. He was awesome. But um, yeah, so his shelf life ran. And then how do we hire somebody to replace a CPA when nobody wants a job? Like there's, this is a really crazy time. Like I, we used to be able to hire somebody like with, without that much effort. We would have to burn through some people, but at least, like, we would be able to have some plentiful, like, resources, resumes. Like, there was always somebody available that we could talk to, to hire. It wasn't that so how bad. do you find
0: your employees now?
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's because I'm not making an effort right now. <laughs> I don't know. We were using using a recruiter, mm. and they would always <laughs> have somebody. Or we would go on, like, Indeed and Craigslist. Not even Craigslist. No, we don't have Craigslist anymore. I don't know. So, you know, I, I haven't really been part of that process. They just tell me they can't find anybody. So I'm sure, pretty sure we're using the same things. So that's, that's interesting. But, oh, well, we can definitely find somebody in the Philippines. Yeah. And everything in this guy's job description besides certain task resp- tax responsibilities, which he didn't have that much of anyway, like, is, is there. They've got this. He's fully replaced already. And we had a plentiful amount of people at our team in the Philippines. And part of this story with the tweet is I put that my staff was shrinking, mm-hmm. right? So I went from those years, you can see my numbers, and that's back up to all that. But it's like the amount of money I'm saving on payroll taxes and salaries is like, it's well over $250,000, and we're getting better yeah. work. It's crazy. Out of the Philippines, much better. They they kill it. We have four people there now, and we didn't anticipate for it turn into this. We had no choice. And the thing is, is they think that they're taking their jobs. That was the, that was kind of the comments on Twitter. Like, well, how much are you paying a worker here? And I was like, I don't know. Usually we start at like I don't know. The salaries are different, but it's usually less than a hundred yeah. to start somebody if they're if they don't have that you know that much experience, maybe you know a year or two, and it's like you know 70, 80 and they were. They were getting mad at Why, me for they that. Think it was enough? I was like, yeah, 70, 80, something like that. They think it was enough? No, they didn't but think it was enough. Where you live. And I'm like, and my point is is like it's less than 20, it's about 20, I don't know. Like I, the numbers for Philippines yeah. is that's a good salary for them. Like we're paying them really good. Kenji just came back from there and the, the amount like, you know, we're paying comparable rates and they're happy there. This is a good this is good wages and they're good workers and they're doing great work. Like the, my VA is, is my teammate. He's my friend, V EJ.
0: <laughs> no, I just
1: said VJ because my VA, my, my EJ, I'm just going to say my yeah. EJ, right? Like I, I, I message him on WhatsApp because he don't have an iPhone, but you know, it's like, he's just like anybody that would be working here. He's excited for all the opportunities, like, and he's learning a whole bunch of because he's doing the podcast show notes. So he knows everybody. He knows you. He's been listening to all these episodes. Does it? But he also handles my email now, and he knows that better because of the podcast. So everything that he's learning on there and everything he learns with me, he can handle the emails. So he's, like, my right hand, my extension. And it's not like, it's not like we're doing – like, I don't see anything wrong with any of this stuff. I just don't know why I'm getting attacked on that front end. But now I get it. Like, some people are just bored. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know the whole perspective. They don't know they, – all they saw was the numbers, I guess. Yeah. We just, you know, like my headcount shrinking, but uh, yeah.
0: I, I think, I think we're, we probably have one more U.S. hire. And then after that, I think I'm going to try the Philippines again. I just wanted to build like our core U.S. team, but I mean, everybody talks about how there's a shortage of accountants and it's compressing so, salaries, right? Cause we're like, well, why would we hire one person in the U.S. when we get two in the Philippines and they're, more willing
1: to work um, so here's where where I'm at on that theory now, not that theory, but like so then what do you do for client facing
0: well that's what I'm trying that's why I think right. I want to build I still think from a cultural standpoint and expectation, it depends on the clients that you work with right like if if they are expecting like more hands off less expensive quality of work and their needs are simple, then I don't think it matters, but for our clients that are paying a premium, I would definitely expect them to be s- coordinating with a US person, just from a cultural standpoint, and also like knowing the laws in the US and all the particular, even though we don't do taxes, we still need to know a lot of compliance things that, yeah, someone in, in the Philippines can learn, but they're not going to be as in tune as somebody in the US is.
1: Yep. So, yep. and so it's culture, like you said. It's also like, you know, the, the language too like they don't like it's it's hard like the nuances of our language you've got to be speaking it every day and and there's a lot of things that are said you know that that is just so hard so much harder to communicate if they don't know the lingo especially if they're in a hurry or they're just like they just want to talk about whatever this or that like i just still think that america some americans are just not patient enough to deal with somebody that doesn't speak their language sometimes And I don't know if it's a subtle thing because I've had some really nice clients, really nice clients. And I used to have, you know, some people that lived here that were Indian and they just always wanted me to move them to somebody else. They always wanted me to move them to somebody that was more like them. They didn't want to say it, but I've had this happen so many times. Somebody wants to work with somebody like them. Yeah, it's common. And it's common, yeah. And it's not like we can filter that too. Like, um, when we're taking on new clients, cause they don't really even know either until a little bit after they're working with somebody. And then, um, they want to bring it up in certain ways or they're, or they're ready to leave. And then it's just like, they get frustrated. I don't know. So it's weird, but that's real. Like, so you got to, if you, whoever, what kind of clients you are going to take on? You got to have people that are like them, And that could relate to them and that could speak their language because a lot of this is a relationship that we're selling too. Yeah, and also like like if we're having meetings with clients that –
0: I mean accounting is already really boring for a lot of business owners. (laughs) Like we have a hard time sometimes getting our clients to show up for the meeting, right? And so (laughs) you definitely want someone that can joke around a little bit with the client or have an entertaining conversation. They could be yes, friends. Yes. You know? So at least they get that uh, why out can
1: it. Why can't everybody be friends? I've always seen it all. Everybody's a friend. The clients are my friends. My friends are my friends. So we,
0: this, maybe about a year and a half ago, we started building into every engagement monthly meetings as just like a standard. So one, we review the financials. And then two, if we need any like clarification for anything, we have that. And then going into this year, we're going to change that. Into instead of like setting up a recurring meeting, which with each client once a month, it's going to be like, here's your reports with like some KPIs, here's some observations, here's some open items we need from you, here's a calendar link if you want to book a meeting. So we're going to play around with that and see because the team feels like with some clients, the meetings are getting a little bit like repetitive or just like the clients aren't very engaged. And also, I think that's probably a lot for them to have. You know, 15 meetings a month <laughs> when they're trying to get the work done too. So I think I'm hoping we'll land on a sweet spot, but it's like we swang all the way one way. And now we're trying to figure out, you know, like some clients do need those meetings. I feel like and you kind of have to pit them down and force them to look at their numbers. Whereas some so is like the same thing over swings. and over again.
1: <laughs> this defines the First day I met Kenji, or the second day, because he told me I take big swings. You do it too. Like we all take some big swings. I think he recognized it takes one to know one, (laughs) Mister, Mister Kenji, because he well I was it was in the foods that I was eating. So I had the healthiest thing on the menu the first night. It was like mushroom like something I I don't know, and he noticed that. And then the next night it was like I got a burger with mac and cheese on it with like it was just like the worst thing on the menu it was like from one extreme to the other and now anytime i think about the things i do in the firm or anywhere else it's these same big swings like you're the same way too like we go we go hard in one direction and then we got to take it back and then we got to figure out our way to get to the middle like that happy medium I don't know if I'll ever find it cuz I I like the big swings. I like going all in on something and figuring Yeah, then out. I
0: was like, then I put together these like way overly complex reports, and I was like, but if we can automate the generation of these reports, then why wouldn't we give them all these things that like looks at their cash flow and all these KPIs? But then at the end of the day, like the team has to feel comfortable in translating that to the client if the client asks a question, and probably it's like too complex. So Now they're taking it and they're simplifying it and saying like, okay, they're going to send me back a draft. Say, what do you, like for my approval of this is going to be the the final deliverable that every client gets.
1: I wonder how much
2: chat GPT will help with all of this. I actually
0: put in a um, financial, I was curious. I I copied and pasted a month over month profit and loss statement into Chat, chat GPT to see if it would analyze. It got the profit right, but everything else wrong. But I, like, it was just a... Uh, Google Sheet that I copied and pasted it in as like text in there.
1: So I was like, how was it going to be able to read this? But it actually, but it read something. To your point, it. well, that you, I think you went too far. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about word prompts. <laughs> That it could respond to. You just copied and pasted. <laughs> data I was like, "Tell me what to. to tell see me what, what you, could happen." That's like throwing <laughs> the food processor to see what comes <laughs> that's out. What
0: I did, I was like, "Tell me the value of this company."
1: <laughs> <laughs> and
0: it was like we cannot. There's. I. That's funny. That's I wanted something to I, see, done. <laughs> I wanted to see if it would give me anything, and it was like we can't possibly tell you that. There are so many things that go into evaluation. I was like,
1: okay. <laughs> Oh, but that's cool that actually actually gave you. Yeah, that it gave answer. me like all the things, like, that,
0: like all the different types of valuations of like how you can value a company.
1: Yeah, so so I wonder at what point like should we just take have the forward facing people in the Philippines just run through Chat GPT and it not be phone calls, just written word.
0: I think there is something about the value of having a conversation with somebody, though. Like you learn so oh, yeah, much about
1: their I don't you learn I don't so much disagree. about their
0: business. It like things that just come up and you're like, Oh, okay, like now I can articulate why this is happening in these financials because you told me that you
1: know, I used to see these people every day. Yeah. At the office. So um so yeah, you know, it's like it's in some ways I would just look at the silver lining and all that, but at the same time, that was just my little <laughs> little, little update. I don't think I'll have to go there again. I kind of'm gonna miss it though. But, yeah, back to the staffing thing. How do we solve this? What's our takeaways, or what's our, what's our suggestions? I suggest you look at outsourcing if you're looking at hiring. We have an episode coming up with Nick Sinclair.
0: So here's where I stand on the staffing thing. So first of all, I'm lucky. I've had the same core team for a long time. I haven't had, like, a high-growth firm, so I haven't had to worry too much about staffing. We did just hire someone from El Salvador through a staffing company called Teamswell, and he's been awesome, Luis. Super stoked to have him. He speaks very good English. He's actually an English teacher in El Salvador. But for us, we wanted somebody on our like on our time zone. So that's why we didn't go to the Philippines. But staffing, I mean, <laughs> here's here's the thing, like in our industry, right? Like we all we have a lot of friends who are firm owners, but there's like certain firms, some of the bigger ones, that I think I don't ever want to meet the firm owner because I want to go poach their employees. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But hmm. I feel like.
1: Did we hear about this with <laughs> Summit CPAs?
0: No, I would is never this, do is, that. Is, is I would this, never post.
1: But <laughs> I might
0: connect with you on LinkedIn and then, you know, try to post stuff on LinkedIn and, and attract.
1: You may, um, you may slip some DMs. <laughs> the...
0: I would never do that. But but my point <laughs> is, that I feel like when that. like when I first started Momentum, there wasn't. That there were some outsourced accounting and bookkeeping firms, but there wasn't as many as there are now. So like the actual pool of talent in the US to pull from other places where somebody came already having that experience was limited. Or now there's more and more firms. And like if somebody wants to move, you, like they're gonna move. Right? It's not like you're like, <laughs> it's not like I'm not, I'm not, look, look, I'm not out there coaching, but I'm just saying <laughs> there are more <laughs> firms out there who have accountants on their team that may not be happy that actually have relevant experience than there were five years ago when there weren't as many people with relevant experience.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. The world is changing. And let, let me just be clear. Let me just be clear on my stance on this. It's not called poaching when somebody wants to leave. It's called finding them the home that they it's just deserve. Just like if you go
0: flirt with somebody right? and then they they're gonna go, <laughs> and then they want exactly to leave a and, and get other. Like and obviously things aren't great there.
1: Exactly, it's not your <laughs> fault. <laughs> it's not your fault that some guy threw himself <laughs> all over you because you were flirting with him a little bit. You know that there's something, you know, like and and the same goes for for people leaving a firm, right? Like if somebody were to respond to a query like that. And then there's something wrong on the home front yeah. there. Like, like, you know, like I am not that worried about my people leaving because I'm not doing anything wrong by them just because I'm making a little bit more money. I could pay them more and I'm going to correct that. I'm not going to pay them too much. Cause I learned my lesson yeah. last time, you know, like it's, it's gotta be based on merit, but it also has to be fair to them too. Right. Like I treat them all fairly. They get whatever they want, you know, I don't make them do anything they don't want to do, and that's also what I, why I don't focus on the firm much anymore because if I'm involved, I want us to grow and push, and I want to push us in all directions and, and all angles, and they don't like that. They don't want to be pushed too hard. They don't want to change and do all these new things. So keep me out of it, and when you need me, let me know, but I'm going to collect my check. <laughs> 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 and at the end of the day, everybody's happy though. As is, is, they're happier now than they ever yeah. were. They're taking all this – like they're not taking all of – and this is, these are transparent conversations I've had with them. This isn't like me trying to interpret what's also, going on.
0: Also, go, going back so, to like um, the, the finding people thing, it's – if your job posting is super boring and your website's super boring and you have no online presence, it's going to be harder to compete with a business or another firm that has – is doing social media, is – posting cool content and seems like a way more interesting place to work for And if you're not using modern technology, you're not going to get young people to come work for you as a matter of fact. So I think firms just need to do a better job of not only attracting, you know, social media isn't just for attracting clients. It's also for attracting employees.
1: It's not just for attracting. (laughs) I I was going to go even further into (laughs) not just attracting other well, I don't, I don't know what, um, I don't know what, you, what, what you're putting out there on your social posts, but watch what you, watch you put what you put out there because everybody's looking, and you could potentially find a friend that ends up becoming an employee. Yeah. At some point, you know, like you could be making friends out there, and then this person that's on tax Twitter leaves their job because they don't like it, and then they end up working for you. That's well, that's pretty how cool. like um, just, Ashley Carroll, um,
0: my CEO, who's freaking rock star she found me on LinkedIn. So I was posting stuff on LinkedIn. So, um, and then Jen Hoover, who's awesome. saw me speak on a panel at a zero event. So just being out there, it's
1: all the stuff that you do outside of your firm that people pay attention to and that people are attracted to, right? Like that's in a way they knew you would be a cool person to work for because you're honest. You're yourself on LinkedIn. Like you give it, you know, Full transparency, you don't really like have anything to hide. And that way people come in and they don't have their guard up and then they trust you more, you trust them more too. When somebody trusts you, you know, it goes both ways, obviously. And I think that's that's what's happened with my team. I trust them and they know I trust them. And in turn, they trust me too. Like or vice versa. Whatever one starts, but it's a circle of trust. That's why they call it a circle of trust. I'm getting a little deep, but I'm serious. When you put yourself out there and you're not, you know, and you are authentic, people can, when you're not authentic, people can smell that a mile away. Like when you're just trying to present your wins and your best self for your clients, like you can attract both clients and potential employees by being yourself on these socials. Like socials can be definitely used for good. And I'm starting to see more and more of that.
0: Uh, Do you uh, test your employees uh, during the interview process? Do you have them doing exercises or actually doing any work?
1: So we did some cool stuff. We used to – and I might still do that. I think we need um, hierology again. But we used to give them like certain tests, like character-type tests and stuff. I think what Um, I'm going to do
0: now – well, for our most recent admin we hired, I had him just do like an exercise with me. And I was like – I knew right away. I was like, okay, this guy has critical thinking skills, which is like a number one thing that we wanted. Because you can only tell so much from just talking to somebody.
1: Account tests. But
0: you can even put your own together, Account like tests. give them a set of financial statements or just be like, hey, work with me for a day on this client and pay them for the day. Like, I think I'm totally, gonna, because you don't know until you actually start working with somebody. It's I don't like the idea that you just talk to somebody for like 30 minutes to an hour and then you just hire them. It's crazy to me now, now that I think about it and I've done that in the past, but all the people that worked out the best, I actually had them be, they were like contractors first and then I hired them full time, which worked out really well. In California, you have to be careful about that because technically they're supposed to be an employee. But what's you know like okay, I have a day's worth of payroll taxes I need to pay for them. Whatever I, I don't know. Not, talk to an HR attorney about that. But I think it's nice to have to be able to to make sure that they fit in culturally and then also technically can do the work as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think um, some. It- does that trial days days. or or actually chad davis chad davis does that live ca they do like trial days with people where they're um you know they test them out while you test them out too to see if everybody will be happy i just feel like again like there's if it was easier to find people then that would be an easier thing to do but also Mm -hmm. like if it's really hard to find somebody you're you're almost like like, i don't know like it's hard to see the long game when you're when you're just you're trying just to trying fill get space. people like
0: you're talking about just kind of like the clients in the pipeline, right? Like you can sell them, but where are the clients in the pipeline? In this case, it's like, where are the employees yeah. in the pipeline?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever, if you know that there's, I guess you got to still have that abundant mindset. I think there are some people out there that have no problem hiring. Yeah. Like what about James Ashford? What he said? they don't have any problems recruiting because they have a very good mm-hmm. social presence. They have a very good presence on LinkedIn. Nobody's
0: going to apply for you if you they know, don't know Nicole, you oh you should
1: start leaning into that and have your team start going on LinkedIn well, too. Well, I was
0: thinking about this his whole thing about the behind-the-scenes videos that they do. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start with our new marketing team, and they're going to interview me for certain components of our website and our services. And I kind of want to like film those as they're doing them and then take clips and use those. Cause it's kind of like, okay, what's the behind the scenes way that you would describe this with all the little details. And then even like, I don't know. I, I think he even mentioned team meetings that they would have a, yeah. have a camera in there and take clips from that because people want to get to know you, especially in our industry where we're like,
1: but then you're, there's also no curtain. You're taking the whole curtain down. So somebody knows what it's like, to work with
0: you
1: without any kind of act, you know, like in, in some places you go there and, and they give you the red carpet and everything's so great. And you're sold on this truth. And then all of a sudden the real truth starts to reveal itself. And then you see the interactions between the employees and then you see the employee meeting and it's just like, Oh wait, this isn't this isn't the same person that I talked to during the interview, or this isn't the same person that hired me. I remember that used to happen to me all the time. And it was like, you know, sometimes it was like the money that would talk. And then i never actually left the job because of something like that. But I think now people have plenty of options that they would, but that just brings up a good point that if they, if you have a good relationship with your employees and you're, everybody's happy, why not show that to the world? Right. Like, and make it useful And we all have like a
0: culture, but we don't really, understand what it is because we're so in it day to day, right? But somebody from the outside could come in and be like, Oh, I fit into that culture. And by seeing on the inside and behind the curtains, they're going to get a better feel for what it's like to work with you.
1: You have got me energized. I think I'm going to start playing a part in this. We already do all these team meetings with everybody. Anyway, we talk about this stuff. I'm just going to hit the record button. I'm going to just default them to record and scan through the footage later or have somebody else scan through the footage and pull the good yeah, stuff. Yeah,
0: I might do that too. It's brilliant.
1: <laughs> We're going to end with app stream simple test. <laughs> simple test rule everything around me. I love the voice. I That's emulated on this one. Yeah. Simple
2: test rule um, everything the, around me. I'm Method man right, AppStream right there. Stream for accounting. Growth powered lab. by the Growth Lab. I grew up with dial up and write up manual entry in a ledger with a 10 key and to high speeds, new countless technologies
1: allowed to move up to the cloud with ease. A young noob was proud that I found new ground, find ruin pride. It went upside down. Cleaning a mess was no fun. Fixing up this one and that one disconnect apps that don't run, but this was just a dream for the team at the app stream, automating simple task accounting and running up our margins,
2: doing it with carbon, making more client time for charging. No qu- no question, trade high speeds, synced, absent, deed. The combination made my mind free. No question, automated. Workflow was fully hosted. Solving pain points and file storage, onboard and forever better. No damn human error more client time means more cheddar trigger connections in your account so get with the growth lab click and go all out connect the teams from cross seas automating these app streams seize opportunities eliminate save time it's like amazon prime pick the cow automate now simple task rule everything around me app stream for accounting powered by the growth lab
1: simple task rule everything around me app stream for accounting powered by the growth lab it's been 12 long hard years and I'm still hustling Despite the juggling Headcount doubling Reshuffling Struggling Time spent Only growing top line With no regard For the team State of mind A pandemic hit dude Exposing systemic issues So academics I pursued Converged my passion With my purpose Problems resurfaced
2: Stopped doing What didn't serve us Got nervous On a mission So we made an app purchase A new addition Omission Erased tradition That's when I found ignition Now race transition outpaced competition Automating proposals and receiving payments All adjacent apps are fully integrated Frustrated, it's so damn complicated Educated me on this and that Jason Stats, Davis, Chad Just pitched us Integromat And now I'm automating with the greatness of make creating space so I imitate rappers making me happier I couldn't have done it without Zappier That's my favorite scrappier
1: line. I dream of new things renewed esteem then I cream my jeans when I found the Supreme team at AppStream <laughs> automating simple task, now let's get you up to speed initiate
2: a bill pay you'll see you take attached PDF from Gmail extract with the text recognition in 2G sheets then export it into Veeam create a jetpack task for Slack and then back or a dial pad text Fetched and batched as
1: a carbon task And that's real elimination Of a manual conversation Take information From HubSpot to Dropbox to Ignition It's a new sensation
2: Only cost 1800 per integration For all your custom workflow automations Simple task rule, everything around me, app stream for accounting.
1: Powered by the growth lab. Simple task rule, everything around me, app
2: stream for accounting. Powered
1: by the growth lab. Powered by the growth lab. <laughs> that, uh, that's what Meth Man does in the real one. He, um, he just goes crazy at the end.
0: All right, I'm going to go get ready for the gym.
1: I'm
2: sideways, but. Peace. Peace out.
0: Later.
2: Yeah. You know what? It's Friday at accounting high. Make varsity, no doubt. Play on, players. Play on. Okay, drop the verse. It's going down, welcome back team Our coaches are ready to teach promotional price packaging No doubt, accounting high, put it down Never about the numbers in accounts so If I can figure that out Tell me who got hot takes and tips Attract the teams like Coach Mac did Price and fear patterns, mindsets, proactive Still moving this forward With my homies Mac, Queen, Dave, Kenji The original coach, trainers Outsource teams now, good loan Creating coaches with real owners, wow Systems for when you're not around, cover much ground, stop breathing, slow down. Getting paid is the only way. Teaching every day, recurring models great. Get ready, open your mind. Why? Learn and power your firm, free your time. East side to the west side, pushing value, price at accounting high. We got tips in our bag, stacking up your cash, practice with the top of the class clients need service because people are the purpose lace up it's like fizzed it's immersive friday at accounting high let's begin you people are the purpose make varsity it's time to level up. level up people are the purpose make varsity it's time to level up level up you people are the purpose make varsity it's time to level up, level up. Your people are the purpose. Make varsity. It's time to level up. Lace up.